So thank you all for listening to the Wegmans Wellness Podcast. This is where we'll share information with you about nutrition and health and provide solutions for living a healthier, better life through food. I'm your host, Kirby Bransafort. I'm a registered dietitian, and I am also one of your Wegmans nutritionists working in Rochester, New York. So we're going to continue our conversation on inflammation and talking a little bit about omega-3s, what they are, how they're connected to inflammation, and kind of why and how you want to enjoy them. But first, I want to introduce my guest, Chef Dan Caruso. He's one of our executive chefs. Is that right? That is correct. So I'll let you introduce yourself and tell people like why they want to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, my name is Dan Caruso. Um, I'm an executive chef for Wegmans. Um, I've been with the company for right around 10 years, um, and I've worked in many different um, areas of the company. Uh, we have a restaurant group, and we also develop recipes for Menu Magazine in the stores. Um, and uh, I've worked a lot with um, a lot of the foods that we all enjoy very much and uh, look forward to keep making them a wellness <laughs> item. Awesome. And you make all that good for us food taste good, so we very much appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> so Dan's here to help me kind of tell the inflammation story and just to level set everybody on what inflammation is and kind of why we care about it. Inflammation itself is not a bad thing. Inflammation is really just our body's way of responding to injury or infection. So anytime you have something going on that needs to be healed, inflammation is the process that helps get that done. But sometimes inflammation sticks around a little too long and, in fact, can actually attack healthy cells. So it's a, kind of a good stress response, but the longer it sticks around, it kind of turns into a bad stress response. So, Dan, just out of curiosity, do you have any, like, good stresses in your life? You know, things that are exciting but kind of get you going, maybe like this podcast? Uh, well, I have children, and they will definitely <laughs> give you the, the most exciting stress you can have. So things that are good stresses can sometimes stick around a little too long, and maybe your kids are wonderful, but once in a while maybe they cause you to feel a little inflamed, right? So that's <laughs> that's kind of what we're talking about here. So not necessarily a bad thing, not that we're equating children to an <laughs> inflammatory response, but that idea of something that is good but um, maybe sticks around too long. And it will chronic inflammation in the body can cause a lot of stress, and it can actually cause or worsen lots of health conditions like heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis. So we've been talking about how a plant-forward way of eating can actually be a really effective tool to kind of tame inflammation that can be problematic. But when we say plant-forward, we don't mean that that's to the exclusion of animal or seafood products, which is an important thing to keep in mind because today we're talking about omega-3s, and one of the best way to get those is actually through seafood. But first, let's talk about what these omega-3s are and uh, what, what they do. So they are an unsaturated fat, and that's the type of fat that it tends to lower our bad cholesterol and support heart health. And omega-3s themselves have a really unique structure. It makes them very fluid, and they resist stiffening. So you can imagine that this would be really helpful when you think about what they're doing in our bodies. You want a fat that's going to move. It's not going to stiffen up or harden or cause any of those blockages. Because when you get those traffic jams that you might get kind of with saturated fats in your vessels, that kicks off a state of inflammation. Think about omega-3s and unsaturated fats that way. So that nice leisurely drive to work, not that kind of saturated city drive. Uh, so that's one way that they actually can help to prevent an inflammatory environment. 
Other ways um, is that they actually are important to the structure and function of our blood vessels and cells and nerves, so much so that when they're absent from the diet, it actually sets up this kind of inflammatory environment because everything kind of has to struggle to, to do their job. So you can imagine if you don't have all the tools that you need, so maybe like Dan when you're cooking in the kitchen or if you try to just go do anything and you don't have what you need, it's a struggle, right? So Absolutely, things yeah. don't things don't really go that well. So that's another way that omega-3s, by forming the structure of these cells, helps to prevent inflammation. They can also also be turned into substances that will then go on to fight inflammation and infection. So it's generally accepted that omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Last night we put out a post to our Facebook followers and we asked if they had any questions about nutrition that they wanted us to kind of help answer. And one question that we wanted to tackle today is one that came to us from Jennifer who said, what about the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio? And so this is really a theory that we consume far more omega-6s compared to omega-3s. So some people ask estimate 12 to 25 times as much omega-6 to omega-3. And um, the school of thought is that this is a pro-inflammatory way to consume our fats. Um, however, what we found through research and some folks like Dr. Walt Willett at Harvard University is that this isn't really based on um, really good or it's at least based on minimal evidence, so not, not too convincing, and that we actually could see the opposite effect, so an anti-inflammatory effect with an increased intake of things with omega-6s. So uh, really not, uh, we don't see a good reason to fear, fear the ratio and to make changes to try to improve that ratio because you could kind of actually be causing more harm than good because a lot of foods that have omega-6s also have omega-3s. So by default, you'd be reducing some of the intake of those really great foods. So, Dan, do you have any thoughts on the six to three ratio? I'm sure you're just you've got so many. You don't, we don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean I think that you know if you concentrate on your intake, you know, and focus kind of like where you want to be at, I think it it's ne not necessarily will deflate the fact that you're getting sixes as well, but you want to get right. as much three to you know, cure the body and yeah. make your body feel good. There you go. Make your body feel good. I like it. Make your body feel good with omega-3s. Fun with fats. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we really like to uh, encourage people to just look at the their pattern of eating and getting in the weeds with certain nutrients while people might be technically inclined and find it interesting. We think it's much better to kind of look at food and just the pattern of food that you have in your diet and, and focus on that, like you said. But Dan, I, I know that you've shared a, a personal story with some of us about um, using higher amounts of omega-3s, and I thought maybe you might want to share kind of that experience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, to take in your, you know, amount of omega-3s, um, obviously, you know, you have to eat right around, a, you know, four-ounce piece of a salmon or tuna or mackerel to achieve the, the amount of uh, omega-3s to benefit off of it, and... Um, you know, about five years ago, me and my wife were in a, in a motorcycle accident, left her hospitalized, and um, she needed a little bit of a push. So we actually increased her uh, intake by like 10,000 milligrams. Um, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I don't think anybody in their right mind would take that as, <laughs> in, in, in a day. But when you're hospitalized and your body is down, you know, I think it's important that you use these things to repair, you know, and... Um, 
my wife is doing very well. Um, We're so excited to hear that. Absolutely. (laughs) She's home. And um, I do believe that the benefit of having this omega-3 in her system Mm -hmm. 24-7, you know, like all the time. So um, she doesn't take as much anymore, but we do keep it regularly in her diet. Um, She does take a supplement. And as well, she eats a lot of salmon. Um, there's a lot of salmon in our household. I <laughs> typically don't like to eat it as cooked as she does. I like it a little more on the raw side, mm-hmm. but she, um, she definitely takes it. She's probably, she can swim a lot better now that she <laughs> <laughs> had, had as much intake on it. But, um, yeah, there is definitely without a doubt, just looking at other scenarios of people that have been in different accidents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, including myself, uh, I was hurt pretty bad, you know, with different bone uh, breaks and stuff like that. And um, I had to rehab myself back into a state where, you know, I could work again. And it was actually really beneficial for me, too. And I didn't realize it until after a lot of the repair has been done um, surgically. And then trying to just get back on a regular basis, you know, yeah. so to work a, you know, a solid eight hour day without any pain, you know, so it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. So, well, thank you for, for sharing that. And Absolutely. I, I have to admit, I don't know much about the therapeutic use of omega threes. And of course we would encourage anybody if they are thinking about doing that to reach out to their healthcare provider, but I can definitely see why people think to use them for therapy, especially, I mean, you're talking about inflammation in yourself and then with your wife, um, as we said, that these things form the structure of cells, including things in our brain. And we often say that omega-3s are to our brains the way calcium is to our bones. Well, we're also built up of different chemistries, you know, mm-hmm. I think it affects people differently than course, it affects yeah. other people. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it might benefit you more mm-hmm. than benefit somebody else, but in this case, it did benefit my wife right. tremendously. And we so. love, love, love hearing that. Um, so obviously these omega-3s, we know on several fronts that there are helpful fats that can help prevent or tame inflammation in the body. They also promote healthy eyes and, and brains and, and nerves the way that we're kind of alluding to. And, and they also support heart health. So we have lots of reasons to include these in our diet. So you, you've heard us talk a little bit about food sources. So you might be wondering kind of how am I supposed to get these? What foods do I get them from? Because at Wegmans, we are always about food first. Um, so food sources, I think a lot of people, like you said, Dan, know that you can get them from seafood. And you, you mentioned salmon, that that is kind of like the go-to fish. Right. You know, okay. salmon is definitely you know, probably the number one on the list. Um, you know, mackerel is another one. Yeah. Um, Sardines are another one. I know oh, a lot yeah. of people don't like sardines, but they are very high in omega three. Uh, or and uh, tuna actually is is on the lower part of that list, mm-hmm. but it is one of them. So if you yeah. do enjoy tuna, um, you can consume it yeah. daily, and it would definitely help you out. And we we actually find that people don't realize that we have these like the the fish that you're naming off that are pretty high. I mean, they're fattier fish, and this stands to reason because omega threes are fat, so they're that's where they're getting the fat from. But all fish and seafood has some level of omega threes. Yes. And so does algae. Right. Other um, food sources include flax and chia seeds, walnuts and soybean and canola. But there is a little bit of a caveat there because I'm not sure if you know this, Dan, but there's uh, different types of omega-3s. Yes. So some people have heard of them, DHA and EPA. These are the omega-3s that are used really readily by the body, and that's what you'll find in seafood and algae. Then we've got ALA, and that's in the flax and the chia and the walnuts, soy, canola, so most plant sources except for um, the algae. 
And we say that they are not used as readily or as efficiently because our bodies actually have to convert ALA to DHA before it can use it. And it doesn't actually convert the entire amount of that original omega-3s. So you might kind of wonder like, well, if it's not that effective or not that efficient, then why in the world would I, why wouldn't I just include seafood? A couple of reasons. One, people that can't eat seafood for an allergy or another reason. It's good to know what some of these alternative sources are. But also, I mean, it still does give you omega-3s. And there, there's also this other kind of synergistic effect of these foods. So it's not just the omega-3s in them that is giving you that anti-inflammatory effect. You've got all these different nutrients that are kind of working together to promote uh, a prevention of inflammation. Um, things like fiber that are working, working with other nutrients to kind of help promote promote good health and fight that overactive inflammatory response. And there's one other food that might surprise people where you can get DHA, and that's from our Wegmans Organic Eggs. Did you know this? Yes, I did. You did, probably because you work at Wegmans and you know know these things. Uh, If a chicken doesn't have DHA and an egg doesn't have DHA, how does the egg get the DHA? It's got to be from what they eat. Yeah, that's right, Dan. You're so smart. <laughs> so they're fed these chicken. We, we feed these chickens a diet of like canola and flax. And like us, they will convert that ALA into DHA. And so it gets actually transferred to the yolk, which is, again, another alternative food source for folks that want to get omega-3s. And maybe they don't like seafood and they don't like these nuts and seeds business, and but they like eggs. So anyway, so lots of ways to get omega-3s in your diet. And honestly, a true omega three deficiencies, so something where you're actually going to have symptoms of a deficiency is very rare in the U.S., but that doesn't mean that we can't improve a little bit because really, um, like I said before, there's a synergistic, really wonderful effect of eating foods like um, seafood and these nuts and seeds that fights inflammation but has all these other um, benefits, and our average intake of seafood in America is pretty low. We want to help people eat more seafood. We know that we um, we could stand to eat more seafood. Our average intake is well below the recommendations. So um, we look at the Mediterranean, which is a population of people that has enjoyed just so many health outcomes. And a lot of people are tying this to lifestyle habits, including diet. So uh, Dan, have you gone anywhere in the Mediterranean before? No, I wish I had. No? I, I know that uh, I do love and cook a lot of Mediterranean food. Yeah, like what? Putting you on the spot. Are you? (laughs) So anything with, you know, Mediterranean flavors with like olives, Mm -hmm. tomatoes, um, lots of fresh herbs, along with mackerel. Mackerel is like one of the big ones that I really do enjoy. Um, Bonito is very high over there. I love that type of fish. Awesome. Um, And, you know, I think that the oily fish that goes along with cooking with herbs and garlic mm-hmm. and tomatoes. I mean, it's 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 just they're made just, for each other. They really are, yeah. yeah. And we don't really um, take full benefit of that in the U.S. Um, just a, probably a cultural thing, but, um, you know, over in the Mediterranean, they eat seafood the way we probably eat chicken. So they have it on a very regular basis. And again, this is a population that has great health outcomes, very low rates of disease, especially compared to us. So um, we often hear from people a number of reasons why they would not eat seafood. And some of those concerns are over things like mercury and sustainability. So we want to give, we won't get into that right now, but we at least want to give people some resources so you can um, get some guidance. So um, you visit our seafood department. We've got information there, a leaflet on seafood 
seafood and mercury. We can also link in our show notes to FDA website that's got some guidance on choosing lower mercury fish. And we also have a section on Wegmans.com about seafood and sustainability. So these are totally valid concerns, and we want to make sure people feel comfortable with their choices. But on the other end, things that we hear as a dietitian um, when we're trying to encourage people to eat more seafood, the common things we hear is people don't like the taste, they don't like what I'll call aroma, but people will call the smell, or they don't know how to prepare it. I or think preparing it's expensive. is the biggest one. Yeah. So you know, could you talk a little bit about that then, like how you would help people kind of get these great options on the table? Yeah. You know, I think it's important, like if you if you look at a, you know, well, we can use a you know, piece of salmon as an example. If you leave sam- salmon and, you know, season it properly and then cook it at a temperature that, you know, doesn't cook out all the moisture. Mm-hmm. It leaves it a little more appealing to your bite and your sensations in your mouth as you're eating it. But when you overcook it and it becomes mm-hmm. very dry, then it's just not fun to eat. Yeah. And it's just something that might not be something that you'll go back to. Yeah. Right? And I've heard that a lot from people like, oh, you probably just didn't have it prepared right. Exactly. They'll turn so, people off. And at it. Wegmans, you know, at different things. I mean, if you even enjoy food at our sushi department, it's not cooked. But it's prepared in a way that consuming it is very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's another way um, people, I know some people don't like to eat raw food, but eating it in its raw state is almost better than cooking it at all. Just for flavor, you mean? Yeah. We also have these uh, cooking techniques on on Wegmans.com too, right, to Mm -hmm. help people feel more comfortable with that. But they could also come and just like ask you, right? They could walk right up to you and say, Dan, I need to get this fish on the table. How do I do it? And I would love to help them that you know for their home and you know make sure that they're enjoying themselves because you know food is an experience and every time you go to a restaurant you can have a good experience or bad experience and we want everybody that walks in our door to have that good experience so that either going home and cooking for our families or you're just maybe cooking for yourself right and we have so many great chefs and product developers at Wegmans that have worked really hard to give people options that are delicious so they don't have that really bad first experience and then think for the rest of their lives that they don't like fish. So right. Dan's talking about options that we have in seafood, tireless efforts by our, our category merchants and product developers and our folks in the store to make sure that that product tastes good. But we also have menu magazine recipes. So if you're not familiar with menu, I uh, encourage you all to go to our stores and pick one up and see what we've done with some of these dishes to make them really beautiful and really, um, really tasty. And other other products that I think of with um, when you talk about kind of making things easy are things like our cans of seafood. I know that it's probably not not the the way that you would recommend necessarily, right? Because you're saying like these really fresh fish and not enjoying them raw will kind of give you that flavor you want. But there's a real beauty to canned Seafood, so canned tuna, canned salmon. Um, I think they taste great, um, and they're really easy. They're very affordable. We've got those pouches of tuna that you don't have to drain. You just kind of you can bring them to work. They are shelf stable, and you can just throw them on top of a salad. So anyway, so so we've got no matter where you're at, I guess in your seafood journey, we've got some options that are um, either really adventurous middle of the road or very, very easy. Well, I think, um, you know, uh, stuff that's out of a can is a little more approachable for some folks um, that aren't really apt to cook more. Mm -hmm. But then maybe after tasting some of that stuff that is prepared properly, they can move into the cooking realm. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. 
So that's so, some solutions that we have for seafood. But what about some of these other um, for people that aren't? They're just not going to eat seafood either. They've got an allergy, religious reason, what what have you, that they're not going to have seafood as part of their diet. But so they're looking at some of these plant sources. So flax, chia, and walnut. Um, and we've done a lot of work with these. Um, we will we showcase them in some of our smoothies. Yes. Um, that's become a really popular way to get these foods. So I was wondering maybe you could talk a little bit about you know what people can expect. So we've got recipes for them but if people want to add these to their to their smoothies what 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 can they expect when they start throwing them in the blender well obviously um you know with with using nuts or seeds or anything you're going to put a little bit different texture on a smoothie so mm-hmm. if you were just to do a fruit smoothie obviously after you know you puree it in a blender or whatever it's going to be very smooth and maybe a little bit watery or mm-hmm. you know stuff like that but you know when you add a nut component um to a smoothie and it's blended properly it you know, not only gives you the omega-3s that you need, but it also gives you um, a little bit of thickening mm-hmm. uh, to the smoothie that you'll have. Um, you know, blueberries and chia seeds go really well together. But Just the flavors, you mean? The flavors and then also the textures because uh, when the ch- chia seed kind of releases, it thickens up the watery part of a blueberry. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, you know, a lot of people do different things with, um, you know, if you do like vinaigrettes and stuff like that, you don't have an emulsifier. But if you put a nut inside of the vinaigrette and then you put it in the blender, it emulsifies the vinaigrette to, you know, to coat a nice salad. So mm-hmm. it's not so harsh. It'll tone it down as far as the vinegar or stuff like that. So right. there, cool. there, there's a lot of different aspects of using nuts um, in smoothies, vinaigrettes, so on and so forth. That's great. And so, and again, we've got lots of chef-developed recipes, and if people have questions about using them, they can always um, get connected with some of our uh, folks on our chef's teams. And, um, again, it doesn't have to be complicated, though. We've got these, um, like we said, some really great easy options and some canned seafood, and you can just have a handful of walnuts as a snack, or you could throw them on top of a salad. You could mm-hmm. throw your chia, your flax, and walnuts on oatmeal and yogurt. So really just however you want to get them in because we're learning more about not this kind of dosing, making sure you get a certain amount, but just having a pattern of eating that includes these foods is really the the key to fighting inflammation and getting more plant foods on the table. So we want to give folks something to try, right? So you've learned all this great information. We have completely convinced you that this is something that you want to do because Dan and I are so um, smart and wonderful. So you <laughs> want to do do the things that we're encouraging you to do. So things that you could try, you could start really small and just go on Wegmans.com and try to find a recipe that sounds good to you. If you say, I just don't like the taste of fish, you could just find something that sounds appealing you could look at our tech cooking techniques on Wegmans.com to see if there's something that will make you feel a little bit more comfortable with approaching seafood, and we'll give give you some guidance on how to get there on our in our show notes. Um, you can use our app. Add be be really bold and add the recipe ingredients to your shopping list. Don't even buy them, but just get them on your shopping list. Take take baby steps, or go ahead and try to uh, try a new seafood item. So if there was one seafood item that you think is just under-consumed or really exciting that people, it's underappreciated. What what would you think people should go for? Well, I think it's, I mean, I, I typically um, go for more of an oily fish. You know, I do, I mean, salmon is, is uh, so in our mainstream now that it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Stream. And I think that... Uh, <laughs> I think that people are more apt to, to go to salmon first, yep. you know, um, 
but um, tuna obviously is a little more accepted because as people say it's not as fishy. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's mackerel. You know, I just love the taste of mackerel. But there again, if it's cooked wrong or prepared wrong, it could be a little bit on. I yeah. don't know if I want that. You yeah. know, because it is a little fishy, but mm-hmm. it's got. It's got great flavor to me. I always um, like to put a lot of citrus with mackerel. I think that goes That's really a, well. And that can help kind of tame that that, right. that fishiness, right? right? So using some of these other components to try to balance things out is a really good approach for people. Yes, it is. So is there something new that you can do with seafood? I mean, you probably have a ton of seafood and probably all this other great stuff in, in your diet because you're a Wegmans chef. But is there something that you think you could do? Challenge well, to yourself? Well, I mean, I probably could eat more fish, um, but I <laughs> we don't. We all could. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, to for a lot of people, eating out is a lot easier than having yeah. to go home, prepare, clean up, you know, so yeah. on and so forth. Um, but, uh, you know, I think in every day, like, if you cannot achieve what you need to, then you need to figure out how to get it. So by going to Wegmans, you can do those things very easily. Yeah. Like, you know, we have so many different departments that serve up fish. I mean, even our, you know, easy meal plans where there's fish that you just pop in an oven. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, one, it. one hit wonder, exactly. you know, you just put it in, it's done. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about it. Um, those are more probably options I would take nice. for the, yeah. the beginner, you know. Oh, lovely. And, uh, I will I will promise to everybody that I'll dig my uh, millions of cans of sardines out and try to try to eat one <laughs> at least get cracking on those. Well, you know, it's, That's my challenge to myself. It's funny because in our seafood department, oh, we carry a sardine from Spain, mm. and next time you're in the store, you're gonna cook it for me. I, you don't have to cook it. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's just a, it's a little bit different texture and it's a little bit different marinade, if you will, okay. than it is in the can. So we'll try that together. That sounds lovely. And they're I just amazing. Can't wait. I'm really gonna. I've got a, the high, the bar is high, my friend. So we'll we'll check that sardine out. And words I never thought I would say. So <laughs> wrapping up. So chronic inflammation is a situation that can cause or worsen lots of health conditions. But we can use things in our diet like omega threes to help kind of tame that and set the stage for an anti-inflammatory environment. Things that you can use to get these are seafood, algae, flax, chia, walnuts, soybean, and canola oils. So we've got lots of great options for you at the store, great resources in our chefs, and um, just resources and products to help make all of these foods really easy and approachable. So thank you, Dan, for joining me today. It was a pleasure. And thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. We'll see if we invite you back. Okay. I think you did all right. That sounds good. So thanks everyone for listening and we hope you learned something new, have a small change you might make, and we're wishing you a healthier, better life through food.